This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to Pastor Ray's life-changing series on Perfecting the Love Walk. Last week, we learned about building this unique and powerfully unselfish relationship with one's neighbor and self. It's one that God doesn't ask that we cultivate, but demands we do. Because God has made no man perfect, walking a more perfect love walk is often a difficult thing to accomplish. This week, Pastor continues to answer some of our most basic questions about this most powerful and spiritually rewarding development of a Christian's character. What exactly is meant by loving one's neighbor as you would love yourself? Is it simply that I do him no harm, or should I be blessing him too? How should I respond when my neighbor's unloving towards me? Is this love ever conditional? Now again, here's Pastor to take us step by step on a lifelong journey of how best to love God, your neighbor, and yourself by simply perfecting your love walk. Let love be sincere. That's my, my first point today. Let love be sincere. Let it come from the depths of your heart. And that's going to only happen as you spend time with God and, and uh, let it be sincere. Let it come. Let, let's not just put on a play. Let's not put on a show. You know, somebody coined that phrase so many years ago, you know, playing church. I haven't heard that in years. But people do that. They play church, man. They have Sunday just like you have Sunday attire, you have Sunday face, Sunday attitude, Sunday behavior. And then Monday through Saturday, off come the Sunday stuff and on go the world, you know, the weekday stuff. And they just don't meet. Amen. Number two, love must increase. According to 1 Thessalonians, just write these down. I'll read them off to you real quick. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse, you can read them later, verses 9 through 12. And he says here, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, I love this exhortation, but we urge you, brother, urge you, Paul says, that you increase more and more. So I learned from this is that love must constantly be increasing. That's why we're always walking or working on our love walk, right? Because love needs to be on the increase. Now, how is love going to increase? Well, we can study about it. We can pray about it. But the number one way that love, the love walk increases is when you encounter unlovely people. You all didn't hear what I just said. You're like, oh, pastor, I think this is a good place to end the sermon and send us all home. The way, the number one way that you perfect your love walk is encountering and dealing with unlovely people in very difficult circumstances. Because the true test of your love walk is not that you know this stuff. The true test of your love walk is not that you can spit all these verses back at me. The true test of your love walk is not because you pray about being a person of love. The true test of your love walk is when you encounter unlovely people in difficult circumstances, how do you deal with them? Love must be on the increase. Love speaks truth with gentleness and compassion. Love speaks truth 
with gentleness and compassion. In other words, you know, I can tell somebody the truth, but it's all in the way that I tell them that truth. How are you giving, how are you communicating that truth? Because if you tell somebody something in love, you can tell them anything you need to or want to tell them as long as you tell them in love. So this, getting back to my point, the thing that I do when you encounter these unlovely, challenging situations, because most of the people that I've encountered as pastor of the church and interacting with people, this is how most people want to deal with a difficult person. Get rid of them! Push them out of the ministry, fire them, do whatever. Just get them out of the way. I've told you how many times I've had conversations with people who said, if I took your advice and I did what you tell me to do, guess who would be here? You and me. <laughs> Just you and me. If I listen to what you tell me, you and me are the only ones that are going to be here because, brother, sister, I found out something a long time ago. There ain't no perfect people anywhere. Everybody comes with some baggage. So what do I do when I encounter a difficult person? Well, sometimes you've got to speak the truth to them. You've got to, because you can't just go on. You see, love isn't just pretending that something is right when it's not right. Did you all hear what I said? I'm not an idiot. I don't live in a bubble. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we just close our eyes and pretend that everything is all right when we know and everybody knows that everything is not all right. So what are you going to do as a Christian? You're just going to keep sweeping it under the rug, hoping that this person's going to leave or, or disconnect from you or go away? Or are you going to take the challenge and do what a mature man or woman of God is called to do and to walk in love, in devoted love towards the brothers and the sisters and allow this opportunity or this challenge not to cause you to lose, you know, lose your mind and get, start walking out of love, love, but rather causing you to perfect your love walk with this individual. So this is the way I do it. This is how I practice, this is how I learn. Person screws up or his behavior is wrong or whatever it be and, and we gotta address an issue. The very first thing I do is I cool my jets because people's actions can really tick you off. Am I the only, am I the only human here today or what? People's actions and activity can really tick you off. I mean, I, I, I've had, you know, so I found out something, you never react to a situation, you always cool yourself down so that you can collect your thoughts and respond instead of reacting. Because I've reacted a couple of times and I was really sorry for my reactions. And I wasn't walking in love with that person because like I said before, the way I used to do it, boom, just bang them over the head with the Bible and walk away and say, okay, I told them the truth. And just, just lie there and bleed to death, but that's all right. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about, right? So, so this is what I do. What I do is I calm myself down, I collect my thoughts, and then I begin to think, because of course I'm already focused in on all the jerky, dumb things that, that this person has just done. And if I'm not careful, that's all I'm gonna think about that person. I'm gonna size that person up and put them in a nice little package and put a bow on it and say, this is who you are. When in fact, that is not the truth. Not if they're a believer in Jesus Christ. There's good in everybody. There's good in everybody. So what I do is I cool myself down and I remind myself of all of the good qualities that there are in that person. You're faithful, you're diligent, you're on time, you're, you're, you know, you're talented, you've got all of the... And I begin to think about all of the good things that are in that person. With in mind that I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm going to tell them the truth. 
but I'm not going to chop their legs out in the process. So what I do, meditate and think about all the good things, all the times they've been there. Sometimes a person doesn't know their qualities. And as a result, what happens is that, you know, they don't fully, they don't fully, let me say it this way. They don't fully understand that these not so good actions and activities of their life are actually destroying the good things that are in them. And you might be the catalyst. You might be the messenger who brings them the word that will liberate them and help them to grow in the Lord by telling them the truth, by highlighting their good point. That's walking in love with somebody. That's the love walk. That's devoted. That's commitment. That's keeping unity and the peace, uh, a peace of, of, of God in, in the body of Christ, for which you will never be shortchanged. You will always be blessed and advanced of the Lord when you purpose to walk in love with, with people. Now, now listen, as a pastor, I've encountered all kinds of things. And I'll be honest with you. Can I just, can we talk? Can we talk? Can I just be honest with you? There have been sometimes people have done some boneheaded things and I just wanted to choke them. I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. I, I'm, I'm a, I know I'm supposed to be this spiritual gigantor. Well, welcome to my world. Welcome to reality. I'm as human as you are, and my responses are as human as your responses. I just have a higher responsibility to make sure that I'm doing it right because I'm responsible for all of this. And my actions and my activities in my life could screw everything up, right? But there have been times when people have done boneheaded things. I mean, you know, and I've just wanted to like, rah, I just wanted to practice my martial arts on them. It's like, what, what is wrong with you? How could you do that? You know, uh, but I've had to learn that not everybody's going to get it right. That people are going to screw up. And sometimes, you know what? I'd like to think that it's always, you know, an unconscious thing. But sometimes it's conscience, conscious. Sometimes they do it on purpose. Come on. They do it on purpose. But what am I going to do? I'm committed and I'm called to... See, this is not, this is not IBM. This is not, this is not General Mills. This is the church of the living God. We're called to walk in love with one another, even if others don't walk in love with us. Even if their actions and activities are, you know, far from what they should be as a Christian. We're still called to walk in love. As far as it depends on me... I am to respond in every situation in love. There is never, listen, read my lips. There is never, is everybody listening to me? There, everybody look this way. There is never an opportunity that comes across your path where you have the privilege or the right to respond in ugliness, in nastiness, in, with, with venom, chopping somebody's leg. There is never an opportunity for a believer to respond that way. Never. You know, never, never, never. We're to walk in love with one another. And then if you want to know what love is, we, we already studied it, but you go back to 1 Corinthians 30. It's gentle, it's kind. It's be now, listen, this doesn't mean that I'm a marshmallow and that you can do whatever you want to me and I'm just going to like, you know, slap me on the cheek and I'm going to turn the other cheek. Let, let me tell you, you slap me physically, get ready, because I'm not going to slap you. I'm going to kick you. <laughs> Ain't going to be no slapping going on. I, I promise you. No slapping going on here. All right? So that's not what Jesus was teaching. 
Remember what he said before that. He said, you've heard it said that, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And I, I'm, I'm wiping that out now. If someone slaps you on the cheek, you turn your head. Listen, if someone insults you and hurts you, or does, don't try to retaliate. But when it comes to physical harm, you think I'm going to sit by and watch you beat up on my sister? You put one finger on my sister, you're going to have heck to pay with Chris. <laughs> And then after he gets finished, I'll take off my jacket and I'll join in. No, 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 no. That doesn't mean you stand by and let somebody slug. You slug me, get ready, get ready. That doesn't mean that you walk all over somebody. We're not, talking, we're not marshmallows, we're not pansies. You don't disrespect me and think that you're going to get away with it. And say, well, you're supposed to walk in love, bro. I'm going to walk in love right now. You and me are going for a walk in love right now. Love, love, love can defend itself. Love can stick up for itself. What happens is people get intimidated, you know, and they don't know how to respond. No, man, you, you stick up for yourself. You don't let anybody walk all over you like a doormat. You're not, you're not a doormat. You know, people disrespect you. You very, very kindly and in love, you just say, you realize you just disrespected me and that will never happen again. <laughs> and I'm crazy. What are you going to do about it? Watch me. <laughs> I'm only joking. Now, say, well, brother, you know, I know that you're a man of God, and that's not the way a man of God responds. Man, a true man of God doesn't disrespect. I'll cut you some slack here. But you're a man of God. I know you're better than that. A true man of God respects. A true man of God honors. A true man of God protects. A true man of God walks in love. And that's not walking in love. That's how you deal with it. So that'll never happen again, right? Because we love each other. Let's embrace. Now I'll tell you what, you just jumped about 10 steps spiritually in the eyes of that person because of the way that you dealt with it. You, you, you maintained your love walk in a very threatening or uncomfortable situation, but you stood your ground. You can stay, because people have this weak, wimpy idea of what love is. Love doesn't mean I'm a wet noodle. That's not what love is, man. You know what I'm talking about. No, love is strong. It's powerful because God is love. He's strong and he's powerful. You don't, you don't let people disrespect you. Right? You, you correct. You can, you can correct. You can, but you have to do it in love. That's the difference with the world. In the world, the way they do, they knock you out. They fire you. They, they talk about you. They tear you up. But you know what? In some, in some ways, we have the same thing going on in the body of Christ. It's really a shame, but it's the same thing. Because you know why? Because you've taken the principles and the practices of the world and you brought them into the church when you should be taking the practices and the principles of the church and bringing them to the world. You should be taking this stuff to the world and demonstrating it in the world. Demonstrating it to the people uh, that you influence or hopefully are influencing, Right? So, so, you know, so love can speak truth with great gentleness and compassion because you realize there's another human being. You may be frustrated. You may think they're a jerk. You may think anything you want to think about, but it's still another human being on the other side. Like I said the other day, say like, like, like some couples that I've encountered, maybe say, you're in love with each other, but you're not walking in love. Oh, you're, you're in love with each other. You know, you're attracted to one another. You, you love it, but you don't walk in love with each other. 
don't prefer one another. You speak harshly to each other and about each other. I, in the years of pastoring, it's amazing to me how people in the church know more about the grievances and the gripes the wife or the husband has, mostly the wife. I hate to say it, but women, you, have the, you got the problem with this, talking to too many people. And knows more about the relationship and the problems with the relationship than the spouse. getting hot in here. It's the truth. Am I telling the truth? You're in love with each other, but you're not walking in love because if, you, if, you, if you're walking in love with one another and not just taking each other for granted, you're going to practice these principles. You're going to speak truth with gentleness and compassion, right? You're going to, you're going to be sincere. That love is going to continue to increase and develop and become much more mature. One of the points here I didn't get to was that love bears with other people. In other words, let me give you Pastor Ray's definition of bear. To put up with. You got to put up with people. They don't come perfect. Nobody comes perfect. Nobody has got it all together. You got to put up with people. Right? So according to one of the principles from God's word, Ephesians 2, I'm sorry, Ephesians 4, 2 and 3 says, with all lowliness and gentleness, and here, here's this word again, here's this word again, with long-suffering. What does long-suffering mean? It means to suffer long. <laughs> with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. What does it mean to bear? It means to put up with. You have to put up with junk. But if we're devoted to one another, we're committed, and we're truly walking the love walk, we're in for the, we're in for, we're in for the duration. Is everybody with me? We're in for the duration, right? So, so here, here's one. We'll end with this today. We'll be finished in a minute. Um, love covers another's imperfections. See, there are things I know about people. There are things that I believe about people. But I don't take the opportunity to go tell what I know or what I think about a person and blabber to other people. Love covers. Love protects. Love doesn't expose, you see. Love doesn't, doesn't expose other people. See, 1 Peter 4, 8 says it this way, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be a party to your sin, if there's a sin going on in your life, but I'm going to be a truth bearer. I'm going to speak truth to you about that sin, but I'm not going to go around and tell everybody else about your sin. I've had people sit in my office in tears, devastated, because they told things to people in confidence that somehow they, you know, blabbermouth. Be careful. Say, and I can't believe they were a Christian. I thought I could, I could trust them. Let me tell you, just because everyone's a Christian doesn't mean they can be trusted. And it's not because they're not good people. It's because they're not mature yet. Or they got their own issues going on. You see? So love, love, um, love is, is going to protect. It's not going to hurt anybody. I'm not going to do anything to hurt a brother or a sister or another person in the church. I'm going to protect you. Love covers a multitude of you know, sin. And, and in this particular case, you know, we're not maybe talking about gross sin, although we should protect and cover one another, right? But, um, but we can just talk about, you know, inconsistencies in our personality or, or things that, you know, need to be, um, those, are, those can fall under the same category. 
I'm not going to highlight those things and go around and talk about somebody. Here, let me, let me tell you what, you know, you know what the big problem is? It's, it's the mouth. Button it up, suck it up, swallow it, do whatever, because, because our mouths get us into the biggest trouble. <clears throat> love covers. Love seeks to keep a person, help keep a person's integrity and help keep a person's reputation, not destroy it, because love doesn't retaliate. That's where Jesus said, if someone slaps you, you know, you turn the other cheek. In other words, you just let it go. Let them keep doing it. You just don't do anything about it. You know, there's verses here we can't get into. It says, you know, make room for God. Make, make, make room for him to avenge you. Don't avenge yourself, but make room for God to avenge you. In other words, you just leave it alone and leave it in God's hands. You walk in love. You, you protect. You cover. You walk in love. And God says, you know, one thing I learned about God. Can I share this with you today? One of the greatest things to learn about, about God is that God is a great equalizer. Yeah. You know, you may feel like this, that they've got it all over you and they're pounding you and pounding you and pounding you, but I'm going to tell you what, you just maintain your love walk and God takes you like this, just like that, man. And he will equalize, he will straighten everything out if you just purpose to walk in love. Plug it into your, you know, every relationship that you have, starting with your family, starting with your marriage, with your spouse. Because if all you do is walk ugly, grouchy, cranky, crabby, I wouldn't want to live with you. But, but if, that's all, if that's all is in the house and is anger, you're, not walk, you're in love with each other because you probably couldn't live without each other. You, don't, you think you could. You know how many times I've had couples come and they say, I can't stand her. Pastor, that's it. I'm out. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm done. And then they walk out of the relationship, and then three months say, oh, man, I'm so sick, man. I just really, I, I miss her so much. I, I didn't realize how much I loved her. Well, now what do you want me to do, buddy? <laughs> Make up your darn mind, will you? You're in or you're out. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You young guys listening to me today? I'm teaching you something. <laughs> you know, so, so you know, as it goes for me, as my, my part, I've just got to walk in love with everybody. And sometimes it's not easy, but that still, um, no matter what relationship you're in, you know, you're in a um, business relationship or whatever it be, you've got to walk in love. And love seeks to cover and love seeks to protect and love see, seeks to keep a person intact. And I would never tear another person. First of all, by doing that, you tear up the body of Christ. You cause disunity in the body of Christ. And you bring a disaster into your own life. Because going back to what we studied a couple weeks ago in Corinthians, you didn't discern the body of Christ. You didn't think carefully about your actions and activities with the other members of the body. And as a result, some of you are sick, weak, and have even died prematurely because you did not discern the body of Christ. He wasn't talking about the bread and the wine. He's talking about people. Because he starts out by saying, there are divisions and factions and all of that stuff. So if you want to get that CD, you should go get it because I think it was a very important message on communion and the receiving of the communion elements. So praise the Lord. I hope you got something out of this today and that this has helped you in some way. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.